everyone, and welcome back to BoJack Horse Pod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today, we will be talking about Season 2, Episode 1, Brand New Couch. I'm your host, Kirsten McInnes, joined, as always, by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm just, like, on one today. Like, I'm ready to go. Like, I feel like this could be a bit of a hot mess. But That's season two energy. Yes, exactly. Let's bring season two energy. And to help us with that, we have an incredible guest. I'm so excited for this guest. I've never gotten to podcast with him before. I've been waiting. I've been like, why? You never write. You never call. <laughs> Chappelle is here. We've got Chappelle on the pod. Hi, Chappelle. <laughs> I'm laughing already because I know, like, I have to tell the story about how we got here. But yes, I, I too am excited. Thank y'all for having me. I've always wanted to uh, podcast with Kirsten, and I reached out to Lindsay a long time ago, and I was like, let's do this surprise. I think Lindsay actually <laughs> might have reached out to me first. I don't remember. but I probably did. Right, but I was He's like, for it. I'll do it. Yeah, let's do it. I'll, I'll do it. We just we, The only caveat is we cannot tell Kirsten because it's supposed to be a surprise, and we had to schedule it, and it was like, oh, yeah, let's do the finale, and then it all went wrong. It went terribly wrong, <laughs> and here I am for the premiere of season two. And it is not a surprise. I ruined the surprise. <laughs> I tried. I, I tried so hard. It's my fault. We still got a surprise. It Ugh. just wasn't the surprise that you thought it would be. Yes. It's fine. It's I, a surprise for the listeners. Yeah. I'm an idiot. It's a surprise for no, the I'm listeners. No, I'm dumb. No, like, you're not. I am, I'm dumb. I'm not stupid, but I am dumb. That's and dumb. the problem <laughs> is that I listen to the podcast and, you know, I hear them like, next week we're having a guest. And then the next week we're going to talk about the finale. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> and then I also have a message from Lindsay saying, you're going to talk about the finale. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, but I hadn't heard the next week's podcast yet. So I was thinking, <laughs> oh, it must be next week. I'm an idiot. <laughs> the staggered schedule yeah. strikes again. I'm dumb. I'm so sorry. It's so, no, yeah. It's, you're not. Stop it. I'm Don't just, talk about yourself <laughs> like that. Be nicer to my friend Chappelle. Okay. I, if I have no other choice, I guess I can let him off the hook. But geez, man, I was uh, ruined it. I ruined everything. I just love so Lindsay and I, when we started recording, we were like, yeah, we're always gonna record like a week out because then we have lots of time to edit, lots of time if like we need to reschedule, like we can make it work. It's fine. But then now this is our second time having a guest and then the guests are like oh but I you know I wish I could have listened to last week's podcast and we're just like no but we won't be doing that you can't have it you don't get to know what we said yeah it has to be a surprise we may have said horrible things about next week's guest and we want you to be surprised can you imagine if we're just like talking shit like we don't need a guest do you think we need a guest we tried it with a guest and you know and then I come on like oh, hi you guys like oh yeah like, sorry like oh yeah we forgot to tell them that we didn't want a guest <laughs> yeah, we actually meant to cancel Chappelle. That's fair. We were we were gonna tell you not to bother showing up. Listen, I've, but people have been trying <laughs> to cancel me for years, but here I am. <laughs> <laughs> now we've come too far. Yes. Yeah, ugh, cancel culture has gone too far. So they say. too far. Yeah. Okay, so Chappelle, what's your like history with BoJack? Are you a big BoJack fan? What's what's the deal here? About five years ago, I had a friend who was like, "You gotta watch BoJack Horseman," and I was like, "Okay." And I watched like five episodes. I was like, that was fun. And then I stopped. And so <laughs> I didn't watch it. And so imagine my excitement when I hear that Kirsten and Lindsay are doing a BoJack Horse pod. I was like, this is the perfect time. I had to listen very closely. They said, okay, we're not going to be spoiler, you know. So I'm like, okay, cool. This is perfect. So I listen and watch with the show. 
So this is my first time running through Bojack Horseman and the pod at the same time. Very excited to go through it like this. And it's kind of fun to get your commentary. And you haven't spoiled anything from what I can tell. So I've been having a good time. Yeah, I, I think we've been good about not spoiling. Yeah, we've been so careful. I think we've maybe alluded to like minor things. Mm-hmm. But nothing that would actually spoil. Yeah. I have a friend who, like, the friend who, like, recommended this for me, I told her, I was like, oh, yeah, I started to watch BoJack Horseman, and she, like, threw a fit. <laughs> she like, excuse me? You just started? I was like, I mean, I started it several years ago. I just don't, I don't see things through very well. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to make her listen to the podcast because this is definitely her idea. But, you know, things were chaotic and crazy in my life when I had you know, a lot more free time. I was supposed to watch this. So yeah, I'm sure she'll be excited. Are you I'm, liking I, it better this time? I, I liked it the first time. I just got distracted because I too am ADHD, you know, by my own definition. So yeah, it was mm-hmm. like, oh, this thing that I'm watching. And then there was another shiny thing that caught my attention. And then there I was. <laughs> so I'm happy that I'm watching along with y'all because y'all make it even more entertaining. So nice. Okay. <laughs> so I love that this episode is named after the the brand new couch, yes. which is like barely part of the plot really at all. It's just Todd's side thing. But the episode, okay, we start and it's Bojack as a child watching the interview that we saw in last week's episode of Secretariat telling him to just avoid everything in his past and never look back while his parents are having like a, a whole fight, throwing plates yelling like it's so dark it's so bad i think that one of the things that we maybe haven't touched on about like young bojack is how worried and scared he always looks and i thought in this one in particular he just has this look on his face that is so concerned and it's so hard to watch it's very very sad oh related when his eyes are like popping out of his head Mm -hmm. and he's just scooting closer and closer to the tv i felt personally attacked (laughs) i was like Oh, is this the Chappelle Horseman story? <laughs> like, are we talking about oh, no. this? Look, look. If, if you have, if you know nothing else about me, you have to know I consume a lot of television, and a lot of it was well <laughs> beyond my years. Like, I was like a child sitting very, very close to the television screen to distract myself from my own chaotic upbringing. So I was watching this episode like, huh? Maybe I should have came on for the finale because this one, <laughs> this one's in close, too close to home. home. Yeah, oh, I relate no. to BoJack in the worst ways. The worst ways. Ways because I think like I can see all the ways that he's like using the most ineffective unhealthy ways of coping with trauma and his mental health and he's just throwing himself into all of these wild and chaotic relationships and substance abuse and other things and I'm like you know I think we should hear both sides <laughs> so this episode was fun to watch to say the least one thing I really liked about his parents' fight is his mom just goes, oh, yes, off to see your Philly. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. Or horses again. <laughs> well, but the, the thing that's really gross about that is, like, Philly is, like, a child horse. Like, that's not what, an, like, an adult yeah, horse true. is Yeah, true, like called. a young a It young would be a mare. Then. It would be a mare if it was an adult horse. Uh-huh. So it's, like, the, the concept here is that Bojack's dad is dating a child. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. really gross. I mean, Phillies are technically <laughs> under four years old. So, <laughs> yeah. as a Texan, I can speak confidently about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. Like, we finally have a horse expert on the show. 
Well, it's, it turns out Chappelle is a horse girl. <laughs> Bojack is fifty. The fi- yeah. <laughs> um, so I wonder how old his dad was when he was dating this filly. Well, and so his dad at that point is on heart medication, so it's like conceivably old, and it's like I mean I guess it's probably just a joke. Yeah. Not like a joke, but like like a dig at her. Probably not actually a child, but the like a younger woman kind of thing. Like maybe like an eighteen year old. So it's like barely legal and then it's like oh the philly yeah it's it's one of those things where like he's dating a younger woman and and horse and the bojack's mom is like it's a dig at her as well right like so she's young but she's like maybe 20 years younger than him so she's like yeah this child that you just bring into my home you know so maybe she's not a child in the literal sense but you know like just a very young person probably wide-eyed innocence of a child type thing you know it would be very funny if bojack's dad's like mistress was actually a human woman (laughs) and the mom is like yes go see your philly (laughs) Meanwhile, he's getting rolled around on like by an actual lady. Yeah. <laughs> like a horse. <laughs> right? Rolled like a horse. Exactly. Like a horse. Okay. Oh my god. Bojack's mom is so mean to him in this episode. That's like the recurring thing. Which I think really goes back to what Sam was saying uh, a couple weeks ago about how Bojack wants every woman to also be a good mom to him. Mm-hmm. Give him like mom approval. I always say that like, I love the Beatrice episodes and I just love lines from her when she says things like don't sit so close to the TV. It'll make you cruel. Attacked. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that what happened to me? Like, same. Don't make you cruel. I actually, okay, I used to sit too close to the TV on purpose because I wanted glasses. And so I thought, oh, if you sit too close to the TV, then you'll need to wear glasses. And now your um, ass can't even read the words on the screen. And now I can't see. Gosh, how the tables have turned. It's, but the thing is, is like, I needed glasses so young that like, I always needed glasses. Like, I probably was sitting close to the TV just to try to see before I had glasses. Because like, I got glasses when I was like six. Like, it's not common for people to get glasses that young. I think if I hadn't gotten them when I did, I might have gone blind in my one eye. Because I guess that's really common when you have, like, one really bad eye when you're a child. I don't know. But now I can't read the screen. So, not the best. More six-year-olds should get glasses, honestly. There's a lot of kids that teachers think they can't read because they are, like, starting elementary school and they're behind. It's because they can't see. And, you know, a lot of that comes from, like, you know, needing the money because glasses are expensive and things of that nature nature so yeah if you think your child is having a problem keeping up in like you know the early stages of school probably get them glasses you know test for hearing yes. issues because a lot of times they just mm-hmm. can't see well and it was really bad for me too because I like couldn't see the board and so they would move me closer to the board but I'm farsighted so they actually should have moved me further oh, away oh from God. the board exactly See, <laughs> and so I think that's what happened is the teacher was like Kirsten can't see the board like you need to take her to an optometrist and we went in and they were like oh whoa she can't see like at all at ugh, not not great okay so Bojack's mom also goes like you know I used to be beautiful before you were born you ruined me because of all the damage you've done to my life you have to actually grow up to be something great like you don't have a choice and then goes okay enough of me being a great mom I'm gonna go hide your father's heart medication enjoy your dumb tv show oh my god and he, like and she clearly says this all the time because he just so quietly goes like I know I know I ruined your life it's like oh my god enough of me being a great mom is such 
such a Bojack thing to say. Like, you can just see directly (laughs) where his mannerisms came from his parents. Totally. This show is great. Honestly, the things that Bojack says and does, it's like my inner monologue, the thing I don't say out loud. (laughs) So, like, so I am very much, like, like also, like, oh, look at me being a great guy after I just, like, oh, yeah, I ate the last piece of chicken. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, look at me (laughs) being such a great, like, roommate or, like, friend. I did not leave you that piece of candy that you wanted. Like, in my head, I'm thinking that as I'm like, no, 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 you have it. But also wanting to be Bojack Horseman deep down inside. (laughs) Last week on an Among Us stream, I directly quoted Bojack. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to call myself a hero, but like if you're going to call me a hero, I'm not going to stop you. I guess I'm a hero. And guess what? It worked. Everybody laughed. <laughs> so, okay, this is now, Bojack is about to start filming Secretariat, and he he's decided to have a whole new outlook on life. He's listening to meditation tapes, book on tape, book on tape. Audio books? I don't know. <laughs> Audio I'm 87. <laughs> book on tape. <laughs> a book on tape. What the? This is like Incredible. I said a CD, like, the other day. Like, uh, uh, I just had a stroke. It's fine. So, how? How do you two feel about like self-help books this whole situation because I have a strong opinion but I don't want to give it until I've heard what you have to say <laughs> well like my take on the one that he's listening to in particular is like big time toxic positivity vibes out of this thing where it's like only goodness good vibes only you know and on and on about like you have to only focus on the positive and stop dragging down your life with the negative and I think it's like very unrealistic and stupid but that's maybe a strong take as well <laughs> I should hide my face now <laughs> As an Enneagram 7, (laughs) I thrive in positive, uh, toxic positivity, if you will. I'm starting to think Bojack might kind of live in that realm as well. So this is right up my alley. I'm like, I am definitely the guy walking around like, it's fine. Everything is fine. You're great. You should be great. Be greater. Be better today than you were yesterday. And these things are great. Pants the poster. People all need to see. I like that. Like, that is right up my alley. That's how I got into the Enneagram, honestly. And so, yeah, it's definitely one of those things that I can relate to but i'm not looking for like the scammy you know write it down learn it love it type of you know self-help or like those books that people read and you it's basically just you know fill in the blank of whatever you want and if you if you say it out loud you can get it that's not really up my alley but i'll definitely listen to somebody telling me that you know i can be better and that the life the world is a better place if i try to be better so i i feel it a little bit but i also know that those people are scamming people a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, it's like so much of the self-help industry is just a total scam. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really funny that a lot of people who are totally willing to read like the 5 a.m. club will give you shit if you're into like manifesting or anything like that they'll be like well you know the concept of manifesting means that if something bad happens to you you've like called it into your life and blah 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 which is not actually how that works at all but then they're sitting there reading books that'll be like oh visualize success and you'll get it blah and it's like do you not understand it's like it's the same thing. that you're literally just using like a fake scientific approach to do the exact same thing because it makes you more comfortable with the concept like that stuff really it cheeses me off you know and I, st- I talked to someone once who's like a very smart like PhD woman and she said "Ugh, if anyone's still reading self-help over the age of 30 I've just got questions about them <laughs> and that really stuck with me <laughs> 
It makes sense. I mean, like, these people, you, your life is different than everyone else's. So no one is going to have the answers to all of your specific problems without mm-hmm. you actually opening up to them and telling them what, you know, context that you should be using this information for. So the idea that you could just read a book and it make you better is like, okay, reading a book could make you better because you can learn something, but it's not mm-hmm. going to make you a better person. You have to, like, you know, apply all this stuff into the context of your own life. And, yeah, after 30, you probably should have already started to do that, like, <laughs> like prior to this you you just been looking for self-awareness before 30 years old so i think your friend has a point that's probably why they're a doctor (laughs) yeah the other thing too it's like when you like confide in a friend that you're depressed and they're like oh you should work out more that'll make you feel better and it's like i just told you about my like clinical depression and you're telling me like thanks i'll definitely make the time to work out if i can get out of bed like thanks for nothing yeah just get outside more it's a natural antidepressant like get out of here with this noise yeah. yeah spend some time in the sun and then you probably just need vitamin d <laughs> i'm in the bojack school of thought like drink you should drink you why you don't yeah. drink? like you don't you want to you want to you don't drink a little bit okay cool well. it's like yeah put some vodka and horse tranquilizers in the blender and see how you feel like <laughs> see what happens like, i mean it's worth a try <laughs> they call it a depressant but you can choose <laughs> it's you know if you stay depressed you can't get depressed <laughs> <laughs> my life <laughs> no i'm kidding <laughs> incredible so okay bojack has really bought all into this and he's like replacing everything in his whole life including like his he's got a new couch and everything which he needed because his ottoman was literally like all burned up but they took the old couch out while todd was still sleeping on it so todd wakes up in an alley and he's like why didn't you wake me up before you threw away the couch and bojack goes no one can wake someone else up you have to wake yourself up <laughs> he's so insufferable now he just like uses all these acronyms and stupid little mottos it's so ridiculous but it speaks so, in hashtags <laughs> it's so funny because even with all of that he can't even run like 10 feet up the hill outside of his house relatable <laughs> that's exactly what i was gonna say but it's the thing too is it's like all of this is presented like this is the first day because you know we found out he needs to like lose 50 pounds and then gain 20 back within a month mm-hmm. and so this looks like this is day one of him training for secretariat but then we find out it's been the whole two months mm-hmm. and bojack looks exactly the same and all that has changed is his, his mindset yeah it was super relatable in the sense that it's that thing where you're like i'm going to become a runner and then you like buy the shoes and the fancy sweatpants or whatever like all the crap that you need to run in and you're so excited i've I've been red (laughs) but it's fun i signed up i'm running a 5k in may so now i have to oh good for you to do it yeah we're doing a 5k for missing and murdered indigenous women Mm, nice wants to join my team i'll send the link (laughs) okay but so Oh, it's so bad. So Princess Carolyn is still dating Vincent Adult Man. (laughs) And he's sitting in like an office when they're talking on the phone. Like, I don't know where he, like, did he get a job? What, What is Adult Man's like pronouns? I want to call them they so bad because it's several children I, sitting on each other's shoulders. I really want right, to say they. We don't we don't know how any of the three children identify. <laughs> right. So you're right. We should be using they them pronouns. <laughs> I was gonna ask you, Chappelle, what your take was. Like, are you confident this is three children, or are you on the side of the argument that this is just an awkward human man? Again, but it sounds like you're pro three children. Well, yeah. Again, I, I told you, Bojack is in my head. The, the thing <laughs> yeah. this horseman is thinking is what I am thinking all the time so i've i've been there where you're the one person in the room who can see the crazy person and nobody will listen to you like have you ever 
felt like that where there's somebody like an insane person in the room and everyone's just eating it up and you're just like how do y'all not see that this person is a scammer or like yes. this person's unhinged and y'all are just like oh we love them like no we don't no we don't <laughs> so- yeah people are like oh they're so fun oh my god and you're like no this person is a sociopath <laughs> and we need to leave like we are in danger can we get out of here people are like, no ha <laughs> ha so fun yeah it's, yeah that's how i feel about and i was like i was like bojack is me because i am often like the guy rolling my eyes in the corner like okay if you like that person <laughs> that's fine but <laughs> personally i would hope that you would make other decisions because this guy sucks and you know not to say that a vincent sucks but you know that is, it's definitely a child it's, chi- it's a child <laughs> or several yeah princess caroline several children several it's, i i i'm pretty confident that's three children in a trench coat it's like, have either of you seen those TikToks of that girl and she like does these skits and then at the end she's like, but I was a trench coat full of hams the whole time. <laughs> there, I, I, I think she's so funny and for no reason because they're so dumb. And then all of a sudden she's just wearing a trench coat and like a bunch of hams are on the floor. And oh it's like, God. why? But th- that's how I feel about Vincent Adolman. <laughs> but what's really good is Princess Carolyn is talking to him about a girlfriend that she knows who is dating a man who was some sort of strangler, like a murderer. Like her friend was dating a murderer. And she's like, yeah, I guess, you know, some women just see what they want to see. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what you're doing. She can't, um, she, she does. What if like, if Vincent adult man was a murderer, do you think Princess Caroline could see that? Or would they just be like, no, it's fine. Like this is, this is a she normal would just be well, dead. Like, human being. She would literally just be dead. She'd get murdered. It's a good thing he isn't because it seems like by now they've probably gone on that cruise, right? It must have gone well. So, okay, wait. So in BoJack, do cats have nine lives? So like if Princess <laughs> Carolyn got murdered, would she then have another life and she could then pursue like justice for her murder? Or would she just be dead? It's a valid question. Yeah. Is that stupid? That's the dumbest thing I've ever said in my entire life. <laughs> it's okay. This, I'm here for it. It's this, good. Yeah, this show pushes you to that. I remember uh, when a few episodes ago on the podcast, y'all were talking about, what was it, the crow, but his, he was a raven, and a Bojack kept calling him a, a raven or something like that. Wasn't that the effect or something? That was like the Yeah, the I think so. He, yeah. And, yeah, I kept calling him a crow, but he was a raven. Right, and, right. And, and, like, no, raven. Yeah, but me at home listening to you guys talk about it and even watching the show, I'm like, but a crow is a raven, stupid. Like, you're dumb. <laughs> like, that's the same thing. And I was like, I guess you could identify as whatever you want, but a raven is just a term for, like, a black bird. It could be anything. Like, a black eagle could be a raven. It's just the term for a black bird. Like, a panther is a term for a black cat. And so, and I'm thinking that, like, really hard in my head. Like, I'm so intelligent. And I was like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever said in my life. <laughs> like, I think I'm right, but also... Why do I care so much? This show takes my mind to those places. But wait, you're sitting here and I'm like, wait, is it just any black bird is called a raven? I think so. <laughs> is that true? I'm pretty sure I've read true. that before. Like, I don't think raven is a species. I think it's just like general black bird. No. And if not, I'm imparting. Is- and if not, I'm imparting my panther knowledge on ravens because <laughs> panthers are definitely just, so just black an opportunity okay. for the panther so, knowledge. Yeah. Okay, so I've looked up raven on Wikipedia mm-hmm. and they are one of several larger bodied species of the genus Corvus, but they don't form one specific single group in the genus so there's not actually a consistent distinction between crows and ravens ravens are just bigger but it's not that all blackbirds are ravens like they're they look like crows yeah it's just like they're the same they're the same (laughs) but you can always tell when it's a 
raven because again they are much larger it's ravens are kind of scary yeah yeah it, it, it like the raven on the show was basically like stop saying that i'm a crow i'm bigger than that <laughs> yeah he's like listen i'm a bodybuilder i've really worked hard on my physique I, like can if a crow works out really hard can they become a raven? <laughs> that's a good question i think i think in bojack they could yeah yeah I think so. I feel like our most bizarre conversations come when we start digging into the like animal <laughs> subplot. Like, who are well, these characters really? Because it makes no se- like, I and I feel like this will be even more of a discussion when we eventually get to Tuca and Birdie. Because pr- everyone in Tuca and Birdie <laughs> is a bird, mm-hmm. so there's just like all these different kinds of birds, and I feel like we can really drill down into that. I like how it's just like understood that we're doing Tuca and Birdie next. We are. We're doing Tuka. <laughs> what? Okay, there's only six seasons of BoJack. They all have twelve episodes. It's, it's not like it's not even a year of content we have to go somewhere after that and it's natural to go to Tuca and Birdie I thought we had already decided it's perfect and they're getting a second season maybe then we'll get renewed oh my god amazing and I am lucky for shows every show I cover gets renewed no one thought Love Island was getting renewed here we are no one thought Too Hot to Handle hot was to handle, getting renewed yeah. But here we are, and it's coming out weekly. Like, I get shows renewed. I'm the reverse of Kurt Clark. Oh, my gosh. Kirsten, I, I would say that maybe you should stop getting some of these shows renewed. <laughs> like, too hot yeah, to... You're bringing back really high-quality programming. If, if only so I could take a back. break from podcasting. Yeah. Actually, try that, too, because you have enough like, podcasts on your plate right Riverdale, now. Riverdale season six got approved, like, greenlit, when there was only three episodes of season five out. Like, there's already... Se- like, there were not even halfway through season five and i know that there's a season six and so then it's like well that means there's gonna be 10 like i if, it's horrible if you could please just stop <laughs> podcasting about riverdale maybe they will stop <laughs> renewing the show mary won't let me quit I, every week every week i say i'm not coming back and mary's like no no and then we're back the next week every time you say you're covering new episodes of riverdale i'm like how how is the show still happening <laughs> exactly. oh and just the last two episodes of riverdale no the last three episodes of riverdale Actually, all the episodes of Riverdale are so bad. True that. True that. <laughs> True that. They've currently got aliens and multiple serial killers. Just like our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obviously oh, an alien. <laughs> wow. Okay. Where even are we? Oh, right. Okay. So Princess Carolyn's assistant is like the worst assistant alive. <laughs> Stuart. He does not know who Bojack is. He thought a latte meant she wants her coffee late. Fair. <laughs> Fair. He thought it was a typo. He said, oh, you want a, a late coffee? Okay. Oh, you want your... Okay. No. If I had an assistant and they said, oh, I thought you meant late. I'll be bringing you a coffee later. And so not only do I not get my latte... But I get like a black coffee later in the day. <laughs> I would be furious. Yeah. Everything about this is wrong. Like it's I, like, how are you supposed to function? No, that's a fireable offense. You, there's a lot mm-hmm. of things that I would let slide. I do not play about my coffee at all. Like I need it now. <laughs> and you're like, I thought you needed it late. Well, I think you need to go to LinkedIn it's and like, turn it in an application <laughs> or something because I can't. It's help like you. yes. I do need it later as well, but I also need one now. <laughs> I would like an IV drip if you could if you could make that happen. Yeah. But you know, for the sake of my sanity, I need it now. See, this is why I just take a caffeine pill every morning. Oh, Perfect. I'm a functional adult. I take a 
people every day. Okay, and so now we find out that tomorrow is Bojack's first day on the set of Secretariat. And this is when I was like, what? But he looks exactly the same. He Mm -hmm. did not gain or lose a single pound. He does not look any younger. He didn't try. He didn't try. We can all relate. Like, how many times have I been like, I'm going to look snatched in a month. And then, like, a month passes. And I'm like, wow, I ate a lot of chips last month. Didn't really move my body. Oh, my God. That killed me. Uh, I'd say it's so many times. Like, I'm always just like, yeah, I'm just give it a month. And I'll be, it'll be good. But no, if I don't have a spin instructor yelling at me, it's never going to happen. Same. Same. Look. I don't have that kind of commitment to most things in life. You think I'm going to punish myself daily on my own and just like, <laughs> yep, one day I'm going to look nice. Absolutely not. I'm going to lie to myself. And like Bojack, I'm going to show up and think, ta-da, I did it until I see the pictures and then I will cry. Even I, with a spin instructor yelling at me, I always say like, I'm not easily motivated by people like giving me a hard time for not being motivated. So it's like incredibly easy for me to quit. I'm like, eh, you don't know me. I don't know if I've ever, t- I don't know if I've ever told you about Army Daddy, my favorite spin instructor of all time. Excuse Did I ever me? tell you about him? Is that the name? His mother name That's that? not his name. That's okay. not his name. That's what me and my friend call him. His name is Jamie and he's a retired like military guy older but like jacked like fully jacked and so I used to go to the spin studio where you would do spin for 45 minutes and then go straight into the hot yoga room to do like a really good stretch afterwards and you would just feel so good after your like hour and a half of exercise and you'd be in the spin room and he was the only like he was a spin instructor who would tell it to you straight like you'd see someone wipe their face with a towel and he'd go what the fuck are you doing you gotta earn that shit like put the towel down put the water oh, you have to not respond well to that he would swear <laughs> us and like normally that would not work for me in my life like I would not I'm not gonna listen to someone swear at me but he could get you to work so hard in the spin class and you'd be like wow he was so mean to me so abusive to me but it worked but then you'd go into the yoga room and all of a sudden he'd be like respect your beautiful body give your beautiful body what you need and he would go into like full zen mode and he was the best <laughs> was he no one could ever top him ever <laughs> yeah. like he's he the sounds best. terrible <laughs> me and Lindsay are terrified we're like it's <laughs> just like i don't know why that works for me okay but like <laughs> kirsten <laughs> Kirsten, was this man 6'5"? Was he tall and toxic? I don't know how tall he was. He was tall. He was tall. How were his thighs? So he was an old man. Like, Chappelle, <laughs> shut the fuck this up. Is a pro, this is a pro-thigh podcast. Well, he was a spin instructor, so I'm sure you can imagine that his thighs were good. Snatched beyond reason. Beyond reason. Anyways, I mean, I don't know. It just worked, Okay. And I I think about Jamie all the time when I'm on my spin bike at home. I'm like, no, you got to earn that shit. Oh, my God. I have a tear in my eye. Kurt <laughs> like, I don't know why that worked for me. And Lindsay and I are like, yeah, we don't either. We don't either. Unless it was just because of the thighs. <laughs> Most spin instructors are like very tiny women. And they're just like, do this to prove to yourself that you can. You can do this. And like... The best female spin instructor I've ever gone to, it worked because we did a song to like Pretty Girl Rock and it's just like, yes, I'm vibing, <laughs> like come through. Yeah, I hate but, I hate working out. 
but I'm constantly working out. I'm constantly, constantly. It's like ebb and flow. Like, you know, like I work out for a week and then the next week I'm like, I can't do this. I, I don't need this in my life. And then the next week I'm back there punishing myself again. So I really hate male like gym instructors and stuff and fitness instructors. Because if you skip a week, they're like treating you like, oh yeah, here you come. Like coming back like the loser you are. Like, sir, yes. <laughs> I am. Please stop yelling. But also, if you stop yelling, I won't come. But if you keep yelling, I'm leaving. So do your job. <laughs> Hopefully you're still employed next week when I show back up. <laughs> honestly, I feel like I just need to like embrace that and just be like, okay, yes, yell at me and I'll just do what you say. And then I'll actually, then a month will pass and I will be snatched. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, how did we get here? Oh, I have I, no idea. I don't know. Oh, I can't run up a hill. I don't know. I don't, anyways, oh, okay. He's so still, He's still built like a 50-year-old oh, retired horse. <laughs> right? Like he's he's still a 50-year-old Re- addict <laughs> retired who horse. does not take care of himself. <laughs> right. But he goes to pick up Diane to carpool because they're going to save the environment. And this is my favorite running bit of the entire episode. Mr. Peanut Butter is in a cone I so that he doesn't bite his stitches on his hand because he saw himself in the mirror when he was drunk and thought it was another dog. So he punched the mirror. The other dog was wearing his clothes. <laughs> What's he supposed to do? But this, it makes to total make. sense because like, I think most animals don't have object permanence. And so if your cat sees itself in the mirror they don't know that it's themselves <laughs> like my like one of my cats Steffi she'll jump up on the vanity in the bathroom and just stare at herself in the mirror and the look on her face is like complete and utter dismay like she doesn't know what's <laughs> happening and so I could fully see a dog doing the same thing and being like oh that's another dog I have to fight it I have I have an issue with this though because Mr. Peter Butter, like Bojack, has pictures of himself all over his house. So how do you look in the mirror and see yourself and think like, oh, that's another dog. But you have pictures and murals of yourself all over and think, it's just me. And these pictures are absurd. One of those pictures, it's just his butt. And but the extreme close up of his butt. Right, and he is caked up. Like Mr. Peanut Butter is it, like, I mean, double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. I was just like, why is this what you want to decorate your house with? And why didn't you think that was a different dog? Like you so, don't recognize that ass? I think first of all, because the mirror is moving, right? Oh, okay. So then it's like you're like doing like the back and forth, like shadow boxing with the mirror. And second of all, I think we all need to love ourselves enough to have a just a picture of our own ass on the wall in our home. That's fair. Like I think we should be aspiring to that. Yeah. I do like that he asks for confirmation that it's not super obvious. Like is it really obvious I'm wearing a cone? <laughs> And I love it. He's got like the blue cone. It's not even a clear Mm -hmm. one because, you know, the clear ones are cheap. So obviously it's a higher quality cone. (laughs) This is insane. And this is when they start bonding, right? Like Bojack and Mr. Peanut Butter actually seem like they could be friends or at least least it's just throwing everyone off that they're like kind of chummy together. Yeah. Like Bojack's like, no, it's not obvious at all because you've got like the smile of a winner. Like let's hang out one on one. Like (laughs) like, giving Mr. Peanut Butter everything he's ever wanted because he has always wanted Bojack to be his friend. Let's hang out this Kend. Should we start saying Kend? I mean, Mr. Peanut Butter's into like, it. Like, you know, we, we record Bojack Horsepod every Kend. I don't like that. Don't do that. It doesn't sound so natural. No, I can't say it ever again. Amongst all it's the things work. that Bojack came up with, like all these abbreviations and things he had been learning from the, like, from the audio books, what was it, like 
the AHP of the TPE hashtag, you know, whatever. I stopped. I couldn't write down any of the no. acronyms because they were so nonsensical. Yeah, but Kind is the worst thing. Like, of all of the things <laughs> that I heard that were upsetting, Kind is the one that I, I legit flinched. I was like, oh my gosh, don't do that again. Yeah, you're right. We can't bring, we cannot bring that into the, the vernacular. Mm-mm. <laughs> I just love Mr. Peanut Butter having the cone on his head. Like, I, it's such a dumb joke, but it just got me. And then every time we see Mr. Peanut Butter this episode, it just made me so happy. Like, I don't know. Okay, so they go to the set, and the director, like, immediately hates Diane so much. <laughs> and it's like, what are you doing here? She's like, you know, I'm here to be a character consultant. She's like, whatever, just go make sure no one trips over that cord. And then becomes immediately obsessed with Todd. She's like, I love your face. You have such a happy face. Do you want a cookie? Someone get this guy a cookie i love it because she hates everyone clearly and she's so intense but she just loves todd's face todd does have a nice face he does he does he really he really it's it's yeah. funny because every like no one is this drawn to todd ever so it's such a it's a shock to him too <laughs> like oh i do have a nice face thank you again relatable <laughs> stop fishing chappelle no how look, dare you i am always like shocked when someone's like chappelle you're so good like me <laughs> really <laughs> um, but I, I actually related more to the director in this moment not that I have an issue with Diane but you know it's kind of one of those things where it's like get away from me go make yourself useful and then Diane to her credit could not even make herself useful she dropped the ball you had one job Diane well, cause I think like the show and everything, it makes you think that, oh, watching this cable is a total waste of time. And obviously no one's going to trip over a cable until, of course, someone does trip over the cable and splashes their face with scalding hot coffee and <laughs> ruins their whole face forever. <laughs> oh my god the director told diane that she loses what was it a thousand dollars every yeah. se- every minute that she spends looking at her. she goes do you have a thousand dollars for me and diane's like oh what she goes because that's how much money i'm wasting every minute i spend talking to you a thousand dollars per minute I would like that money. I would like I would like yeah. that kind of setup. I mean, honestly, this is why we simply must eat the rich. Thousand dollars a minute? I don't, I don't know. I also love so Bojack gives a speech to the whole crew before they start filming the first shot of this movie, and he talks about how being secretariat has always been his dream. This is truly an honor, and he does this thing that people do when they think that they've embraced like spirituality and like wellness, where he goes, "It's truly an honor." Namaste. <laughs> Uh, so problematic. The, uh, the appropriation. <laughs> I've encountered a lot of these namaste people over the years, and they're always terrible. Where do you come across them, Lindsay? So I have been involved in a number of volunteer things with artistic type people in the theater community. And they're always like namaste people or people who are like, I'm going to India to teach yoga. And I'm like, they don't need you, actually, to go teach yoga. (laughs) Not go to India to teach yoga. Like, trust me, they do not require your skills, I assure you. I know someone who went to India to learn how to become a yoga instructor, which I was like, yeah, that makes sense. If you're going to do it, you should at least Mm -hmm. learn from people who know what they're doing. Yeah, not going there to teach them. (laughs) But I don't think they need you. Yeah, no, not so much. She was a big love and light person, too. I just, yeah, it's just so uncomfortable. Because it's like, really, Bojack, this is what you're doing? But then it goes from bad to worse when Bojack actually tries to act. (laughs) Because it turns out he only knows how to say things comedically. Mm -hmm. Like the fake cheery way. (laughs) Yeah, you laugh. 
I told you, I feel seen. Everything I say have like an LOL at the beginning and a crying face at the end. I was like, Bojack's struggling with this. And I'm sitting at home thinking everyone's staring at me now because they're like, Chappelle, do sadness. And I'm like, mm-mm. And they're like, give me serious. <laughs> That's so funny. They're like, no, serious. I'm like, it's- like I can't do it. It's like how I try to start every stream being like, hi, everyone. Welcome to the stream. What's up? And then by the end, I'm like, you motherfuckers. Like, what's going on? (laughs) I default back to our core. And my core is this goofy, giggling guy. And that's all I can do. And so this whole time Bojack is doing this, I'm like, I feel for him because y'all don't get it. It's really hard to be sad sometimes. Like, it sucks. Like, did you not even be able to, like, access that part of you? And I can't. And I don't, and I try to, and then I stop. And so, yeah, Bojack was speaking for my soul. But what the big difference here is, is, like, Bojack actually is normally very low, very depressed, very, Mm -hmm. like, his audition for Secretariat was so good. But then now with his new mindset, he's trying to be happy. And so he he doesn't have the ability to flip between them. Mm -hmm. The only thing I remembered from this episode is his, like, fake happiness. Like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Let me try again. Why are you here? (laughs) I am sad. When did you get here? Okay, stop yelling at me. I, but you know what, Chappelle? I think that if you were an actor, you would be able to do to, to perform the sadness if you needed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that's the problem. You. Bojack is a professional actor, so he's supposed to be able to go there, you know, at least, you know, in theory. And yeah, these self-help books and these audio books and this new outlook on life he has is just ruining his career, honestly. Everyone can't sit in this happy space that I sit in, like Jess from The New Girl. Like, some people have to, you know, be dark and twisty, and Bojack is, lives wait, in there. Is that who you identify with on New Girl as is Jess? No, I'm definitely a Winston, but also like uh, <laughs> No, you would never become a cop. No, oh god, no. That that's the we don't have to talk about the <laughs> darkest timeline on on new on new girl because that they lost me. Yeah, just, no, just the worst thing they did ever. Right. I was like, I guess maybe uh, I'm a coach. I don't know, but like, <laughs> I definitely. <laughs> but but no, no. A part of me sees the Jess and thinks, I mean, that's annoying, but also I choose happy. Oh no! So I get I'm it. fully. I am fully the Jess, and I hate it. I hate it about myself. Like I don't want to be that person, but I am. It's who I am. <laughs> Like, I want to be like Nick, even. I'd rather be. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'd rather have the credit score of a homeless ghost than be Jess. <laughs> Jess. That's <laughs> who I am. Well, okay. That was your NGOG preview. Yeah. That was the new girl segment of the episode. Um, so, Diane gets a call from Sebastian St. Clair, which I'm so glad that he's still involved because I think he's so funny. And so, in the next three months, Diane will be joining him. But something that really disappoints me here, and like, I know. A lot of people just don't know. But Diane refers to going to the third world when they're joining. And like the political scientist in me feels the need to just do a little bit of education. So the Mm -hmm. first, second, third world theory comes from the Cold War. It's just a, it's a Cold War theory and it's not what we use anymore. If you're going to talk about maybe nations that are not considered as quote unquote developed, you'd refer to those as a developing nation or the the global South, I feel like also is problematic, but it is one of the accepted terms right now. I feel Um, like it's what I come across the most right now. It's yeah, people use it a lot. And I'm like, well, but it doesn't even make sense because Australia is there and like, It's just uh, whatever. But developing or global south, don't say third world. 
Because do you know what the second? Do you know what the second world is? It's just developed nations that were part of the USSR. They couldn't be called first world because then they us. would be on the same <laughs> level as America. It's the dumbest thing in the world. It pisses me off when people say it. Yeah, it was outdated even when Diane said it in twenty fourteen. Yeah, exactly. Like the thing is, is it's like when Diane said this on the show, I had already learned about that and knew that that wasn't okay. So it's like, just don't don't, don't say it like that, okay? Be better. When you know better, you can do better. And now you know better. There you go. The more you know. <laughs> oh, and this is where Diane tries to give like a character moment and do the job she was hired to do. But while she's doing this, the the woman trips on the wire and <laughs> ruins her day. And she, like the whole set collapses. A bunch of stuff gets caught on fire. Like everything falls apart because Diane wasn't watching the cable. She had one job. She had like, one and, job. And this is where we find out it is actually a very important job that we didn't realize it was an important <laughs> job. And it kind of, this all, this is what Diane does. She gets hired for a job and then decides <laughs> to do something else that her boss did not ask her to do. This is now the second time she's done it. And both times have kind of been a little disastrous. It was such an important job and no one was there to do it. <laughs> yeah. Diane, the, the problem though with Diane is that she keeps getting hired to do the job and she fully intends on doing the job it's just that the people who want her to do the job they want her to do it almost incorrectly right like so bojack is like write a book about me and she's like gotcha and he's like no but like the way i want it done she's like wait that's Mm -hmm. not the same as write a book about me and so now she's like i'm here you know to be the character person for for you know secretariat and they're like no garth is wire and she's like but but i really want to do the thing that i came here to do and they're like yeah no stop (laughs) <laughs> and so at some point in this episode, someone even says like, oh, Diane, are you a writer? And she's like, yes, thank God someone finally noticed. Like, I can do this. It's like her like her moment of like to shine because she keeps getting thrown off to do like random menial tasks when she should yeah. be doing exactly what she came here to do. But then they're like, okay, can you write this sign since right. you're a writer? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, thank God. watch out for the cord because the sign won't get distracted. Right. Oh, thank God. We found somebody who could write like with thumbs. Like, <laughs> yes, you have to actually be a writer in order to write anything down. Bojack has a flashback of his mom coming to visit him at the horsing around set. And it's like, it's so bad. Like she's just sitting there mean mugging him the whole time. And then afterwards they go for lunch and she's like being mean. Like, oh, what? Oh, look at this letter from the government that says I have to be proud of you. And he's just like, I need alcohol now. Now, now, now. Can I get some gin? And she says, I wouldn't drink anything out of an open container. This town is full of AIDS. No, ma'am. Mm-mm. Beatrice Horseman, one of the great tough hangs of Bojack Horseman. So brutal. <laughs> She's horrible. She's the worst. She's so mean. And he's just literally like, I'll take any alcohol, please, anything. Like, my mom is a monster. But I did like when she starts getting mad about the man sitting next to her was wearing a t-shirt and it said, just do it. And she's like, I don't know what it wants me to do, but I won't be talked to like that by an article of clothing. Yeah. At that point, Bojack's Uh, like, give me triple sec, anything. And it's crazy because there's like almost no alcohol in triple sec. He's like, I don't care. Just whatever it is, if it's liquor adjacent, I need it now. Yeah. Yeah. the fact that he ordered gin should already tell you what type of, like, where he was in his life, right? Because you have to be, like, gin is one of those paradoxes where you have to be in a really dark place to drink gin, but you also can only drink gin if you're in a really dark place. And so it just puts you in, like, this, like, this whirlwind of, like, sadness and depression. Gin is a horrible thing, and no one should drink it ever. Trust me on this one. I am a former gin drinker, and I have released myself from those shackles. Wait, Love why yourself. are we both former gin drinkers? Because Literally, we, why do we have ever? Everything in common. 
<laughs> we have grown. The, look, the key word is former. That's what matters here. <laughs> former gin drinkers. Yes. In my first year of university, my floor called me Dr. Gin. It was really bad. There's a lot of stuff I don't remember because of gin. <laughs> Okay, and so this is all of this flashback is happening while Bojack is driving Diane home. And Diane's like, do you, like, want me to talk to you? Like, what's going on? And Todd's just in the backseat of the car, like, brushing his teeth, getting ready for bed. Because he's decided he lives in Bojack's car now because he doesn't like the new couch. <laughs> yeah, and Bojack's like, why would you want to talk? Like, so you can write a book about it and sell a million copies? And he's like, oh, sorry, that's the old me. <laughs> <laughs> it slipped out. I, it's just... Bojack is so traumatized by everything that happened in season one of this show, but it's just like, you know what? But if I don't talk about it, it didn't happen, and I'm totally fine. (laughs) Okay, Princess Carolyn calls, and I love, she goes, okay, small talk, small talk, small talk. Are you totally blowing this? I heard you're totally (laughs) blowing this. That was like her one instruction, right? Before she was like, just don't blow this. And I was like, I hear you're blowing it. That's the thing. You you know those phone calls where you're like, okay, I really need to get to the point, but let, let me pretend I care really quickly because I need this thing. Like, I need you to do this thing. You haven't done the thing. Hi, how are you today? Okay, by the way, have you done the thing yet? And I think that's what she's doing. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's pretend. Okay, please stop like ruining my life. And you're doing it again. Yeah, and I just love how the show just doesn't even give us fake small talk. It's literally just her saying small talk. I, it, it's incredible like I honestly should I start doing this no I mean I'm into it like in no. my life if you say small talk small talk small talk I would appreciate it next time I'm on Robin and Need a podcast I'll be like okay in the mailbag I'll be like, okay but uh small talk small talk small talk when are you gonna give Jenny Autumn the respect she deserves like- <laughs> <laughs> no that's fair if you said that I would appreciate that more than the fake small talk I find that people really only make fake small talk when they want something and so it's like someone you haven't talked to in like five years is like hey how are things going you're like fine like oh yeah why are you calling right why in your head you're like get to the point because I know you want something and so that's almost like like more off-putting than someone just saying look skip the small talk this is what I need like oh okay well thank you for being straightforward and not trying to like con me and like lower my defenses before you go in for the jugular so I'd appreciate the small talk small talk listen I'm a scammer okay let me (laughs) (laughs) so during this call princess carolyn gets a phone call from her friend who is an agent who works in an office the floor below her so new character rutabaga rabidowitz voiced by ben schwartz john ralphio himself there we go look at that Lindsay knowing someone do you know anything else that he has been in he's in that middle john schwartz show right now right who what show um I've never... Oh, yeah, he is. He's a writer. Well, well, well. Look who knows the show. (laughs) Yeah, I am out of it. I've listened to this podcast every week, and I'm always like, oh, Lindsay, she never knows any shows. And now now here I am on the podcast like, oh, Chappelle, you never know any shows either. I like... What the hell is bajillion dollar properties? And yes, the S at the end of properties is a dollar sign. He did this show called The Earliest Show that was kind of fun too. House of Lies. I forgot about that one. Yeah, I have no clue who this person is at all did you watch parks and rec no okay see that no. i feel like parks and rec is like his most recognizable role so that uh, makes yeah, sense definitely. to me he is the worst <laughs> well done <laughs> but yeah i don't really know anything else other than parks and rec that this man has done i do love the at the top of his imdb it has his headshot and then the trailer for sonic the hedgehog okay that's interesting which means like this this man is in crisis that's what that means (laughs) right i liked his role as what is his rutabaga uh, rabinowitz yeah Mm -hmm. is is he a jackrabbit 
His ears are kind of yeah. like flopping around. <laughs> I think he's a jacker. I love how he combs his ears back and they're just like <laughs> just shoot shooting the shit, you know? And Prince and like Princess Carolyn is like just gossiping with him and he's like, Listen, I have to go to the opera with my wife and I need something to focus on. Like, ugh, I, this is the worst. And she gives him like actual information about the work she's doing as an agent, which is just the second it happens, you're like, Oh no, he's plotting against her. This is the worst. This sounds like you're killing it. You just, you just know it's not innocent. I just love, though, he'll be like, okay, just stomp once for this or twice for this. Just leaning into the fact that he's, like, directly below. Which I think, like, so this whole building, I guess, is just agents. And so which floor you're on indicates your level of success. Like, to me, I would think the agents would all work in the same general area if they're working for the same firm. But mm-hmm. no, it's just, okay, you work on the 27th floor, 28th floor. Like, this is this is how you indicate how good you are as an agent. Does that mean he would, like, move up after he, like, pulls off this scam on Princess Caroline? Because, like, you know, overall... Well, they have to switch offices. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Like, <laughs> no, like do you, like, elevate to the next level? Like, ah, ha, 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 now I'm a better agent. But you still have to work in the same building as this person you just got over on? I, I would be interested uh. to know, like, what the logistics of this, you know, this yes. office situation is. Because it doesn't make any sense. That's a lot of time and resources wasted on moving offices. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he has his little, like, putting green in his office because he's a dick. And I feel like that's what dicks do. <laughs> like, that's- do you know one person who has a little putting green that isn't a complete jackass? I don't know. One person who has a little putting green. Fair. <laughs> Same. <laughs> It's like a TV trope that I see all the time, though. I see. And I know every someone time. who has it. I know oh. someone who has one, and they're an ass. And are they a dick? Um. <laughs> look, we have, look, we have the research. We have evidence at this point. I, it sounds like a sound of Scientific. Hypothesis. Yeah. There you go. And so, yeah, of course, she doesn't call, come back to talk to Bojack about how he's screwing up um, the movie. And Bojack just, like, keeps having flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Because I guess in the 80s... He went to go talk to Herb in, you know, this year, 1988, where Herb is always there for him. And he's like, am I a clown? And Herb's like, your mom's a bitch. <laughs> your mama mom is a bitch. Yeah, he tells him, like, <laughs> he tells him not to listen to his mom. And, like, it doesn't matter if you're good at acting. You're in a sitcom. Like, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, no one watches you this to have and, feelings. Yeah, hit your marks and say your lines. And, like, maybe later you can learn to act, but you don't need it right now. And so Bojack has never done this. He never actually learned to act. And so now he's having a full-on panic attack while driving. And his first instinct, and I know Chappelle felt red, is to run away and find a new life. Hello. <laughs> Look, from the moment he said, am I a clown? I was like on the floor, like watching the room spin. Like, am I a clown? Is this how people see me? And yes, I was watching this whole thing. And in my notes, I typed, Life is depressing enough already. I bring joy to people because that resonates with me. Like, why would I have to be depressed? This is Bojack. Speak for me. Like, Bojack (laughs) in and of itself, he is not Chappelle. But this manic, crazy, like, uh, super hyper happy version of him is, like, from my core. Like, oh, my gosh. How do I fix this? Is this – am I flawed? Am I horrible? Am I? Is this trauma? I'm just going to send this episode to my therapist and be like – this trauma? Right, I'm going to send this episode to my therapist and say, just – this is me. <laughs> like, call me with the results. <laughs> like, you don't have to interview me. <laughs> I don't have to talk this about horse. it. Right. That reminds me – Chappelle, this reminds me of, like, when I got diagnosed with my anxiety disorder. And I was talking to a psychiatrist. And he goes, so are you, like, gen- generally like a happy person and I was like am I am I just like I like went into the, like the vortex of like 
why would you ask me that question? And it's like, he's obviously like, I'm talking to someone who's having trouble with their mental health and we need to figure out like what the situation is here. But it's like that kind of thing. We're like, am I a clown? Are you a happy person? I'm like, right. I'm like, am, am I a clown? I was like, I, I, I clown. think, I think I'm like clown? a generally optimistic person. Yeah. Like, should I be? Should I be less? Like, is that wrong too? Like, <laughs> right. Fix me. Fix just me now. spiraling. <laughs> yeah. This is the episode. I don't know how I ended up on this. You know, things happen for crazy reasons, you know, and I just happened to look into this one of all things. So there you go. Of all the episodes. Well, no, you were meant to be here in this place and time. And truly, we're going to make you come back also. Like, you now know, like, now the door is open and I'm like, okay, yeah, podcast with Chappelle. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. And so Diane's like, no, it's fine. You've got two whole days while they rebuild the set. I've got all like a hard drive full of tape of Secretariat. Like you can really like capture the essence of him. It's going to be fine. And then it just flashes two days later and they're still in the car. Like it's them driving back and Bojack's like, I didn't do any of those things. <laughs> yeah, very much like the beginning of season one when he's like, oh, I have like a whole week to write my book. He's like, oh, no, I didn't write my book. <laughs> when he takes eight hours to pick a font. Yeah, that too. <laughs> it's... But I don't know. So Look, have you ever have you guys ever wrote written a dissertation? Like, let me tell you something. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes you just stare at it and you just watch the clock go and it just goes yeah. and you pick your font, and you change and then you're like, oh, I'll go get some coffee. And you come sit down and you stare at it again. And you're like, I'll just take a nap because I'm tired while I'm hungry. And then someone texts you and says, again, this one, this episode might have been a personal attack. That's all I'm yeah, going to say. Yeah, see. I'm not as highly educated as you, Chappelle, so I've never written a dissertation, (laughs) but I have written my fair share of research papers. And let me tell you, I've written some, I have done like literally research, outline, write, edit, complete, submit in a 24 hour period for like a 25 page paper. Like I've done that. (laughs) And guess what? I got an A minus baby. And that's why I keep procrastinating because it works. (laughs) When I wrote my thesis, it was like, that was the cleanest my apartment ever was because it was like, uh, couldn't possibly start until I clean up again. Exactly, Lizzie. It was like, okay, look, I know I have to write this paper, but there's this little smudge on the wall that just won't go away and I just need to get it. And Kirsten, you have- You're going to have to go out and buy some new cleaning products. <laughs> right, right. Matter of fact, don't I need a new wall? Should I just move? Um, but, yeah, but Kirsten, That's what Mary does. Mary just that moves. That is what Mary does. I, I admire that. Kirsten, you have to point out though, you did that paper in 24 hours because you waited to the last day to do it. <laughs> Not that you like, hey, okay, assignment done. It was like assignment oh, no, procrastination. done I procrastinated. Procrastination works. I also did that on my birthday. Like, why? I could have written it in advance and had a fun birthday. But I spent my birthday writing a paper, staying up all night, and then, like, walking into the classroom so tired that I couldn't even stay for the lecture. I turned in the paper and then turned around and left and went back to nap. For what? Like, for what? Been there. I don't even remember which paper that was. Oh, that one was about, it was an, a strategic studies paper, and I wrote about pirates in Somalia and the the ethics of international intervention. Wow. I'm yeah. not as highly educated as you should be. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I have an undergrad. I have just an undergrad. I'm not as highly educated as you. Ask me to find Somalia on a map. <laughs> oh okay but no that one's an easy one yeah mm, for some 
those who spend a lot of time on the sparkle quizzes, such as myself, can yeah. find Somalia. Well, and no, that's, I also, I took an African studies class. No, it was an African politics class as well. And part of the midterm was we just had to memorize where all 54 countries in Africa were and be able to write them on the map. And so like at one point I was able to do that. I don't think I could do it again. Ooh, Lindsay, I took an African politics class. I'm so uneducated. I, I know I all the African I'm not ed- I never said I'm not educated. I just said I don't have the level of education you have, Lies. which is a fact. It's a fact. I, I have a Bachelor of Arts in Political Science and nothing else. And you have like seven degrees. And an economics minor. Yeah, I don't even have economics minor. It's a lie. I'm one course short and I just lie about it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> how, oh, how the turntable <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> they don't ever they don't put your minor on the degree and nobody asks you about it so i can be like yeah i have an econ minor i was one course short no, I do Sorry, I didn't time. take the economics of the wine industry one summer. Like, Is that the <laughs> class you were missing? Why would you not take that class? Yeah, what are you I'm doing? Two months off of school. Fair. Hard to argue with that. <laughs> right. Of all the classes to skip, like economics of wine. Yes. Hi. My language. I took the sports economics one. Mm-hmm. You love sports. Doesn't sound as fun. No, that was yeah. actually super interesting. It's not- fine. <laughs> Anyways, can we stop reading me for Phil for like five? <laughs> <laughs> so they make a scan of Bojack's face on set so that if he dies, they can still finish the movie without him because his book has proven that he's a big liability and he might die. <laughs> so they need to have his face. Oh, man. I love that he says, like, they're like, one day this is going to be the whole job for an actor. And then you have to just go on Kimmel. And he's like, no, what if he makes me read a mean tweet? Uh, okay. Y'all have never that. thought about that, though. Like, y'all, that has never thought. Y'all have never thought about what you would do in that situation. I've always thought that about Jimmy Kimmel since the day he started posting those like celebrities read me tweets because I am one of those people who like I live for those I watch all of them I'm like oh these are horrible things that you said but they are very funny but I'm like oh I could never be in that position like Chappelle read your me tweets absolutely not they don't exist no one has ever said anything negative about me ever I, I can't do it I just I no 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 if someone wants to be tweeting mean stuff at Chappelle, they could just tweet it right at me instead, and I will fight back. Like, I'll <laughs> clap back at you, actually. I'll bring out the nails. See, I thought I thought I was going to have to read mean tweets when I thought I might go on Big Brother Canada, because they had started doing the mean tweet thing in season five, and one of my tweets was actually used as a mean tweet in that video. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> What did you say? Because, okay, so this was at the very beginning of season five of Big Brother Canada. People were immediately obsessed with Karen, rightfully so. They should have been. But I was cautiously optimistic because I thought she was just going to go home pre-jury. And so I was like, my tweet was like, can everybody pump the brakes on this slay queen Karen shit? She's not making it a month in this game. And then they had her read that tweet at the finale where she, of course, came in second place. So she was there the whole time. And she looks at the camera and she goes, Kirsten? What? She goes, what's her name? Looks at the phone. Kirsten, you're wrong, bitch. And Ugh. it was an iconic moment. I, I'm not ash- I, I'm only ashamed that I ever didn't have faith in Karen Singbill because she is obviously was always going to make it to the end. I love her so much. And we're friends now. We're good. We're good now, everybody. Good. Nobody, nobody freak out. That's an incredible story. That's incredible. And then it came out, like, when I was filming stuff for season six, 
because they like the social media guy didn't realize I was the same person and so then it came one of the people asks me in an interview they're like oh so are you just like an online troll and I was like well like I wouldn't say I'm a troll but like you guys did use one of my tweets for a mean tweet and then everyone in the room it like everyone froze and it was like a moment in history (laughs) (laughs) they screwed you over I'm sorry there's no way there's no way that that happens and you're not like put this person on the show right now yeah Honestly, it's fine. My life is probably significantly better that I didn't get to go because also now I can sit there and be like, yeah, uh, I would have won. I would have been an icon of the game. I would have been perfect. I would have made no mistakes and no one can ever prove me wrong. Yeah. And you would not be podcasting with us had you won. I was just oh, about no, to say I st- that you wouldn't be spending your Sundays doing I this. I would still be doing Like this was always going to happen. Like this is just, it always would have been a thing. It was fake. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> right okay and so bojack thinks this movie is his last shot at happiness and lomas director is like guess what i don't care if you're happy just do your job because <laughs> she doesn't make mistakes just do the job and then on set they're having a vigil for deborah's face who's the lady who tripped <laughs> over the wire <laughs> so they've got candles and stuff and i'm like do you really think you should have so many open flames next to an electrical wire like i don't think so after you just had a fire on the set well now well it's gonna be fine because they're making diane write the sign now so like we can do this because it's gonna be safe because diane's gonna write a sign that tells everybody to look out for the uh, cable so that she doesn't destroy anyone else's face incredible Incredible. And so Mr. Peanut Butter comes back because he's brought Bojack mixed CDs for the concert they're supposed to go to this Kend. <laughs> and and Bojack is just like, why are you here? Like, he's trying to practice the why are you here? And he's like, why are you here? Why are you here? Like, it's so what bad. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? And then Mr. Peanut Butter comes in and he goes, what are you doing here? And it's like, yeah. just perfect. And that's <laughs> that a running it. bit through the episode, too, where, like, when he's not trying to act, he just can do it perfectly. But then the minute he puts in an effort, it, it all goes wrong. What I love about this is, like, he kicks Mr. Peanut Butter out of his trailer. And then Mr. Peanut Butter is really upset. So he just takes off his cone and starts gnawing on his stitches. <laughs> and I don't think it ends any point i realized like he has hands yeah. he can just take this, this thing <laughs> it's off. like but the thing is is like he he knows that he can't bite the stitches so he knows he needs to wear the cone to not bite the stitches but he doesn't know enough to not bite the stitches if he's not wearing the cone like yeah. he doesn't have the self-control like, he has stitches he will bite them because he is a dog it's so f- the, when he just rips off the cone and starts going to town <laughs> on his stitch like his like, wound it, i laughed so hard i was ready to so cry funny amazing but in this moment todd realizes that you know what even if the new couches is lumpy and you can't trust it you have to move forward and he runs home to go sleep on bojack's couch yeah bojack thinks it's a pep talk for him but it's just for himself for todd to go to go to bed i thought Um, he was trying to motivate bojack and then just realized that he was motivating himself kind of in the moment like like Bojack, you just have to, like, you know, overcome these obstacles. Then he, like, hears himself saying it, like, I should go to sleep on the couch, which, again, relatable, <laughs> especially in the writing process. Yes. Me too. Like, I don't have a couch anymore, and I miss it. Like, what? what I have to nap in my bed? Not great. Yeah. Like, it, which is, like, fine. I'll nap in my bed. But, like, a, a couch nap just hits different. Mm-hmm. We also find out that Charlie Gecko, who was Princess Carolyn's really bad assistant for one episode. Charlie Witherspoon. Witherspoon. He's a gecko to me. I just wrote gecko. And he's <laughs> not even a gecko. He's a frog. So, I, <laughs> eh, let me live. He's Charlie Gecko to me, just so everyone's aware. Vanessa Gecko. Vanessa Gecko's the agent. But this man is Charlie Gecko to me, and that's what I wrote down, and I stand by it. He's an agent now. But on the 28th floor. So he's above Princess Carolyn because his dad owns the company. Wow. 
now. <laughs> Nepotism. This is incredible. I, now, Nepotism. That, now that you've pointed out that the, the rankings is based on the fact that he's on the 28th floor is in, it's just insane. Like, like he can't answer the phone. His hands are still so sticky. <laughs> that was one of my favorite moments in season one, Kirsten, was you screaming that your hands are very sticky. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, and I, I don't have the capabilities to do a good impression right now, so I apologize <laughs> for that. But he's like, his hands are sticky and he's talking to Princess Carolyn and he has to give her the information that Rutabaga has got his client kind of into the movie and like her client might be out and she's mad and then he's uncomfortable with the conflict so he just pretends it's been his voicemail all along and he's like leave a message and she's like I'm not leaving a message and then immediately starts leaving a message <laughs> he goes mailbox full mailbox full <laughs> error this was oh good this God. was good that it happened to Princess Caroline because she did that earlier in the episode too she was talking to somebody and she's like I'm just gonna fake a phone call right now bye yeah to just, Bojack <laughs> yeah. yeah she's like, she goes, she's like uh-huh, hello uh-huh. I'm faking a phone call mm-hmm, he's not mm-hmm. taking the hint <laughs> right and <laughs> Yeah, so I was like, you know, this was sad because you didn't, you know, we were finding out that her client won't be in this role anymore. But also, Princess Caroline, you did kind of do this to someone else, so <laughs> not And great. so then she talks to Rutabaga again, and he's like, "Yeah, I got a screen test for my person. It's just a screen test, like it's not the role." Princess Caroline's like, "But I created this whole movie for my client," and he's like, "Yeah, but like, think of how good my client would be in the role. <laughs> like, stop once for amazing, stop twice for like extra." amazing and princess carolyn stomps and he's like i'm only hearing one stomp and she's like yeah you're right like your client would be good for this like stomps again (laughs) he literally just chose violence for no reason (laughs) so yeah she's having a little bit of a career downside there but i mean she's still on the 27th floor which i wouldn't have expected based on what we've seen of her career so far yeah, 80% of her time goes to Bojack. He's really like her downfall, honestly. She tells him like, you are spending, I'm using so much effort on you and you are just blowing things left and right. She's never going to get up to that 28th floor with him as a client, not the way he's been acting. So I feel yeah, for her a little bit. Certainly not. And so Bojack has been sitting, he's sitting in his trailer. It's dark. It looks like he's like in a depressive state, but he's listening mm-hmm. to the meditation like audiobook still. Like, yeah, I'm going to have a new attitude. I'm going to have a new attitude. But that is not to live for long because he gets a phone call from B, his mom. And this is the first we're seeing her in present day. Yeah, it looks much older. Still very, very cutting though. Says it takes a real narcissist to think anyone wants to buy a book about you. And she like goes in on him like she says I just want to let you know I know that you want to be happy but you never will be you were born broken and you can fill your life with projects with shows and books and movies but it won't make you whole you were born Bojack Horseman and there is no cure for that can you imagine if your mom if your mom said that to you yeah that that sucks i i mean we can definitely imagine bojack's mom saying it right because she's like like she called him a narcissist but then said that she hates people who write books about themselves and cited Anne frank as her source (laughs) like you know how i feel about the diary of Anne frank ma'am that's a diary that is a diary it's not a book about yourself (laughs) that's what bojack even says he's like it's a diary she also when he answers the phone she he bojack says do you need more blood Blood. And she's like, no, I don't need blood this time. I'm just calling to verbally abuse you. Nobody can break you like your parents. Like nobody. Truly. It doesn't it doesn't cut the same when it comes from your parents. Mm-hmm. It's like even if you're not close with a parent, anything yeah. they say can and will impact you so much. It's just horrible. 
It's very depressing. And of course, then he has to go start filming, which I don't know why the first shot of the day got delayed by so many hours that it got dark outside, but he then is fully depressed from his interaction with his mom. And he, of course, does the scene perfectly. And the episode ends. It really did make me laugh that it was like, that was really literally all they needed. All he had to say was, what are you doing here? And they're like, okay, we got it. Next scene. (laughs) Right. They're like, finally, we can move on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's the, yeah, that's the joke of it. But I was too busy in my feelings to even Mm -hmm. like find it funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, maybe this was his mom's way of, you know, getting him back into character. You know, maybe this was her (laughs) long, like, loving way of like, hey, I see you're very chipper. You need to be able to tap into this dark side. I'm not going to call you for blood this time. I'm going to tell you that you're a horrible person and that you're broken and that you'll never be a whole person and send you in with, you know, the new ability to go and capture this role the way it should be captured. But no, she she definitely knows. She definitely knows he's in a movie. (laughs) Yeah, she's definitely just horrible. A horrible, horrible person. Horse person. Yeah, horse person. (laughs) I still want to know what happened when she hid his dad's heart medication at the start of the episode. Like, because that's pretty serious. I don't think Um, she killed him. It's probably just one of her, like, running things. (laughs) She just killed him. No, I said, I don't think she killed him. Oh, I thought you said, I think she killed him. And I was like, okay, a theory. No, it's like when you, come. Yeah, it's no, it's like when you date really short women and you just start hiding stuff on top on the top shelf. Like they can see it, but then they have to like it's inconveniencing to them. Like, oh yeah, now she has to like grab a stool and stand on something to get this thing. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I put the remote up there on top of the refrigerator. You know, Chappelle, you just are like a when you monster. Do that. Like, what? I, I, I was like saying, you've done that before. <laughs> It was a hypothetical, <laughs> you guys. I never. I've heard people do that, but that's all you don't know my life. Stop it. <laughs> oh my god! See, and this is why I love Chappelle so much. He's tall and toxic. <laughs> <laughs> he hides the remote on top of the fridge. Uh, I didn't say I had to replace <laughs> Stop it. Okay, oh. so. Chappelle, do you have any theories about like where they could go from here? Like, do you have any predictions for Bojack that because you can make them because you're fully unspoiled? I am. No, I I don't know. I I because I've just been watching like the book was the story of you know season one mm-hmm. and kind of getting to know Bojack, but now we're past the book and we've made it to a screenplay, and you know. Like for a secretariat, you know, so I'm like, okay, he seems to be, you know, moving into a serious acting role at this point. So I'm like hoping that this works out for him. But Bojack is a villain. He's the protagonist of the show, but he's horrible. And so I have to wonder if anything's ever going to work out for him the correct way, because you wonder if like good things should happen to horrible people slash horses. And so, yeah, I'm I'm completely unspoiled. I'm in for the long haul because I want to know what's going to happen, but I don't have any predictions. I'm thinking this is going to be a happy ending. I, this is our protagonist. He just happens to be a villain. And so I'm hoping okay. that, you know, it works out for them later on. Okay. Am I in for uh, Am I in for a roller coaster? This, Kate, this show is a lot. And is, in particular, mm-hmm. once we get to season four, like this show's going to make you feel some stuff. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I love that as a seven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like season four of Bojack is very much for the fours in Enneagram for them to feel their sadness. Yeah, season one was for the sevens because I was like, <laughs> I get it. What are you talking about? Yeah, Todd, live on the couch. Get up. Live your life. Bojack, drink. Do drugs. Yeah, fine. Whatever. Write your book. Do this. Season Dr- five or six, I feel like it's for the eights. Oh, that's the violent <laughs> season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Lindsay, I have to wonder what draws you to this show because there is nothing about this show that I think a one would want to want to talk about. <laughs> she gets to feel superior to every single person. <laughs> She's like, I'm a good person. <laughs> I get to sit here and think like, well, I'm damaged, but I'm not that damaged. <laughs> She's like, I'm damaged in the right way where I can function and live life. <laughs> oh, at least I can get through life better than Bojack Horseman. Like, I made right. my bed. I'm better than that. True. <laughs> No, I don't set know, my ottoman on fire. No, I was thinking Lindsay was really enjoying when y'all were ranking like Bojack's horrible <laughs> activities, like what the things he did the worst. I was like, this is right up Lindsay's alley because she's like, no, 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 he's horrible <laughs> in all these ways. These are all the ways he was wrong. <laughs> did chaos? Is there anything that we need to rank here? I think throwing Todd in the garbage might be something to put on the list. I think it's worse than stealing the muffins from Neil McBeal. Yeah, I'm willing to add that. I like that both of us clearly just remembered that this is a thing when Chappelle was like, yeah. oh, I'm sure you like the rings. Well, We're like, no, oh, right, the rings. Like, at first, I didn't really it's think he weeks. did anything this episode, but he did literally throw his roommate in the garbage. Yeah, fair. The last thing we put on here was him trying to sabotage Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter's wedding. Oh, God, that was like five episodes ago. <laughs> no, yeah. that was like three episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, because we decided that we wouldn't put anything on during the like drug-fueled writing episode because it was all just hallucinating. Yeah. Yeah, we couldn't then, tell what was real and what was fake. Yeah, and then last week there was like some being kind of a jerk to Diane, but it was like the same as when he was mean to her in Boston, so we didn't put that on there. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, we can add throwing we Todd also, in the alley if you want. I think we could make a case for including the fact that Bojack routinely drives drunk. Like, that's a pretty yeah. bad thing that he does a lot in this show. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to quantify where to put that. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't sound that bad. It doesn't, it's, I mean, it's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. Don't get me wrong. Never, like, we've seen, like, Bojack drives drunk and he drives his car, like, into buildings, but he's <laughs> never driven his car into another car or injured a person, it looks like. Yeah. yeah. Still yeah. bad. And I'm... also the time that Todd was driving drunk. He made Todd drive drunk. <laughs> okay. Do you want to put this below sabotaging the wedding, but above Neil McBeal? Throwing Todd in the garbage? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Throwing Todd he literally—he he was like, "Yes," and none of the workers thought, "Oh, this is weird." There's a man sleeping on this couch that we're moving. No one can wake you up. You have to wake Did yourself up. Did they think up. he was dead? Like, why didn't Todd <laughs> react? Lindsay said, "True, yeah, we wake yourself up." They didn't yeah. have look what the workers gonna do. <laughs> Need to dispose of this couch because there's a dead person it's on it. Like, normally, when you move a couch, you don't just like move it through a doorway and you're just like straight on. Like normally, you have to like push the couch up on its side, like to get it through a door. So I don't really understand how Todd was still on the couch at all. Maybe Bojack has a wide door. I, don't I, know. I mean, probably he's pretty fancy. I think that's probably all. So do we have anything else? I feel like... We have no emails this week. Oh, we did right. get a yes, couple tweets, Oh, right. Yes, we got the tweets. The tweets, tweets, tweets. So we got some tweets from Myra, who first of all is so kind to us and says that they think that we're the only women-led discussion of this show, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. Okay, so we've got... It's kind of a lengthy thought slash question. They've always had some nagging feelings of season one. At the expense of sounding like a Bojack apologist, it confuses me why he's made out to be the bad guy for acting on his feelings for Diane. She was, is still maybe, feeling the same about him. Even Mr. Peanut Butter picked up on the vibe between them. And I disagree with Diane that Bojack made it weird. I don't think he would have behaved that way if she wasn't reciprocating. As bad as Bojack is, he's not terrible in a pervy way, is he? Oh, and then uh, some spoiler stuff comes up that we can't talk about yet. 
Ooh, yeah, I'm here. Um, Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, there's some stuff that we have to talk about more about season two later. But they binge all of our shows in one day. So thank you, Mary. Let us know how we are oh my in a God. binge. Was it as compared to a rock opera? Exactly. And so, and then they say, just to clarify, Bojack, of course, shouldn't have kissed Diane, but it wasn't out of the blue. But I feel like the general perception is that it was. It confuses me. But you're right that there was no ambiguity and D rejected him. Like, what's the situation here? So, like, I think we came down on, like, yes, they had chemistry, but Bojack still shouldn't have kissed her because he knows that she's in a relationship with someone else, right? Is that where we landed? Yeah. Yeah, I think we talked about it a little bit before, maybe, like, around the wedding episode or something, because she was like, why do you have to make it weird? And when we sort of got into that a little bit, where, yeah, like, I think we agreed that they definitely had some chemistry and there was definitely some stuff going on there, but also Diane made it pretty explicit in her response to him of, like, yeah, we're not pursuing this like i'm in a relationship and we're not going there yeah. exactly he, he's at fault he definitely he definitely screwed that up just because you feel something doesn't mean you have to act on it exactly yeah. don't just kiss people don't just kiss people you can even ask you can be like, hey can i kiss yeah. you most people will be right. like okay <laughs> <laughs> or they'll say no it's like a coin toss for me a lot of times it's kind of like sure it's tuesday okay. or like or, yeah or like <laughs> only on a tuesday yeah or like no it's tuesday you know like yeah, it's, it's, come on it's, what are you talking about it's tuesday <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's really a coin are toss. Are you mad? Lindsay's yeah. <laughs> like, what are you mad? Are you serious? Tuesday? It's Tuesday. On yeah. a Tuesday? <laughs> the least sexy day oh, of the week. <laughs> Is Tuesday the least sexy day of the week? Yeah. I mean, okay. it's a pretty unsexy day. I think I would love for the listeners to give us their definitive rankings on the sexiness of days of the week. <laughs> Sounds like a 32 fan. Like, idea. what's the, what's like the secretly freaky day of the week? I would Hump vote day. Thursday. <laughs> Hump day. <laughs> no, stop it. That's not a secret. That's like the like. That's like the like. Okay, we get it. It's Wednesday, but Thursday is probably like. Okay, right? Thursday. Thursday's okay, like an cool. undercover okay. freak. We love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think I think that's I think that's all for today. Yeah. Chappelle, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a dream such a dream i'm so happy we got to make this happen i am still so embarrassed about like the scheduling issue i was so oh my gosh i was right there i was bored i was asleep on the couch i was taking a couch (laughs) nap and i just woke up and saw that i had like missed the moment so i'm sad that the surprise did not work out but i am so happy that i finally got to podcast with you two I am a big fan of your podcast. Like I said, I'm listening to it. It's the only BoJack Horse pod I've heard. So, you know, I'm letting you guys take me through this journey and I'm enjoying every second of it. And I definitely enjoy being here with y'all today. So thank you again. I do like that we record a full week in advance and we just recorded the podcast instead of being like, maybe we should do this another time. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly was going to suggest it. I was like, well, you know, the reason y'all record a week in advance is so that you should have time to record it. Like you can have time to... Like we could have we could have just been like you know what we'll we'll report back when we hear from Chappelle but no we just did it anyways it's fine (laughs) but I actually think that this was a better episode to talk about with a guest Mm -hmm. I think this is yeah more fun this was the most Chappelle episode ever so you got yeah it just worked out because everything about this episode screamed at me and pointed at me and laughed at me so yeah I had fun well you're welcome back anytime yes (laughs) money in the bank pass for Chappelle on Bojack Horse Pod and (laughs) wow and so Chappelle if people want to hear more from you where can they find you I'm sure your listeners are sick of hearing (laughs) hell no (laughs) 
But you can follow me on Twitter. I'm never tweeting about Bojack Horseman ever. Like it doesn't come up in my like tweets, but my tweets are very Bo- Bojack-esque. Um, yeah, it's if like you- if Bojack had Twitter, it would be Chappelle at three in the morning. <laughs> Chappelle after 10 p.m. Eastern is pretty much uh, Bojack Horseman, you know, on Twitter. So yeah, you can follow me at Chappelle's underscore show. C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L-S underscore show. And I am just tweeting a lot, actually. So if you don't like that kind of thing, don't follow me. Trust me. Protect your peace. You don't need that in your life. <laughs> and also, you have the RGP Rewind as well. Oh, yeah. People always say that. Like, Chappelle, you hosting the Rewind. I don't host anything. Rob is the host of the Rewind, and I am just his guest for the time being and the foreseeable future. So I like to do that. What is that? Every We record every Thursday, and so one, one episode of a classic reality television show on... Rob has a podcast network. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll break it down, and then we'll sw- switch to another show every week. And so that's what I've been doing with Rob. And I talk about The Walking Dead on post show recaps as well with Jessica Lee. Again, I'm in a, a permanent guest on there. She is the host, and I get to just hang out. So. I think that's yeah. a co-host. No one has ever officially said those words to me, so I'm just gonna <laughs> take like my my spot that lacks. You know, it doesn't have any like commitment to it. It's it's so low low stress. Like you're a you per- don't like labels. Yeah, I, I definitely don't like being boxed in. Oh my gosh. But yeah, so that's where you can find me mostly. But I'm hanging around, always around. Okay, what a dream. Yeah. And then of course. You can hear more from Lindsay because she is on The Simpsons Then and Now, where they talk about an old episode of The Simpsons and then a new episode of The Simpsons are connected by theme. Has Have there been any guests or anything over there lately, Lindsay? We recently brought on fan favorite Jeremy Chesson as our permanent yes. co-host. He does like yes. labels, so we, <laughs> we named him that this week. So yeah, that's the, the biggest update over My there. My friend Jeremy. Yes, yes, he doesn't know me. He doesn't know me. He doesn't know we're friends. But to me, we're friends. <laughs> I'm pretty um, sure I told him you said you were friends. Okay, that's perfect. how I felt about Lindsay until today. I was like, she doesn't know me, but we're friends in my mind. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's official now because I like to have boxes and labels. So. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Well, now you're gonna scare him away. Um, <laughs> I don't like commitment. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, if people want to hear more from me, I am streaming all all the time on Twitch, Twitch.tv/slash Kirsten said what. As well as that's my my username on every platform. I'm talking about Temptation Island on the reality TV wrap up speed with Maggie Morgan, and talking about Riverdale each week with Mary over on Kowski Cast. That's cow with a K. If you want to be part of the discussion next week for season two, episode two, Yesterdayland, email us bojackhorsepod at gmail.com or tweet us at bojackhorsepod. Thank you so much again for joining us, and we will see you next time. Bye.